Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas, Yoradea, Chedek Sheni, Hilchas Arla, Halacha Dalid. We're in the middle of paragraph Ches. We're up to the subparagraph. Vezeh Bechinas Vaya Reishis Loi Kishom Chelkas Nochaikek Sochun. We dedicate the learning today on the ninth of Kislev, Le'ilu Nishmas, Rochel Tzabut, Bat Margalit, Vidaniel, whose yard site is today, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Rebeliezeb, Reb Nosni Yaakov, Yentifradl, Bas Rabbi Shuaye, Hareni Kaporas Mishkovom, and Zahavaleya Bas, Rabbi Avrom, Tzibkarivka Bas, Rabbi Hillel, and all those that need an Igwe Neshama, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chavidachana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Noyan Choma Baskalia, Hinde Sheva Bas Rochel, David Shimshon Ben Saraleya, Esther Bat Gamar Bas Lubana, Yentesora Bas Chanarus, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chayabrocha Bas Perel, Daniel Boruch Ben Sora, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Froma Bas Genessa, Tzvi Sholom Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirad Voira, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlom Anissim Ben Mazlav Ram David Ben Chana, Idis Bas Miriam Breidel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassa, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Tuv Yitzi Ben Chayaliza, Avivi Ilona Bas Yispendel, Sora Rocha Bas Yispendel, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Lea, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Malke Hinda Bas Kreindel, Shloimer Ben Rifkesh Prinza, Leib Ben Zhenya, Moshe Mendel Ben Lea, Eliyahu Ben Merim Rus, Rachel Tzipoira Bas Bakshua, Besar Shar Choli Yisrael. Rav Nussanzal started speaking about the topic of the Kivrei Tzadikim on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And, and showing us that that's a place where the, the light of the Kisei HaKovoid is prevalent. As the Pesach says in Shmuel Anavi, the Kisei Kovoid Yan Chilein. They inherit the Kisei HaKovoid in their Nachalo, in their resting place. V'zeh b'chinas v'yar reishis loi kishom chelkas mechoikeik sofum. This Pesach is speaking about the burial place of Moshe Rabbeinu. The, the burial place of a tzaddik who is like Moshe, who a tzaddik who is like Moshe Rabbeinu, there is this portion, this sofon, this very choshu place. The pasuk began with the words "vayar reishis loy." If a person wants to see, where do I begin? Where do I get started in my tshuva process and coming close to Hashem? Vayar reishis loy. You know where you'll see your reishis? Kishom chelkas mechayik sofon by the burial place of the tzaddik. Ainu bechinas haschol of reishis shutzorach lahaschel lo shul Hashem isborach. Why? Machmasheshom. Because by the burial place of a tzaddik who is bechinas Moshe Rabbeinu, that's like the kisei akovoid. That's that's like the source where all Jewish souls come together. And that's the beginning of of everyone of the entire Klal Yisrael. V'zehu v'yese roshe on, the Pesach continues, Hainu ki atzadik b'chinas Moshe zoicha liyoiz b'chinas nekoi Moshe loilam, al yidei shehizka sheratzmoi l'shoroshe nishmois Yisroel sheklulem bohem roshe yom. 
Rabbeinazal had explained in Likut Imran, chapter one in the second half of Likut Imran, which this halach is based on, that the tzaddik, Moshe Rabbeinu, grabs on to the Kisei HaKavoy. He attaches himself to the roots of all the Jewish neshamas, which means to the leaders of the generation. As a result of him attaching himself to the Shalosh Nishmas Yisrael, who are all included in the Rosh Hayom, in the leaders of the, the people, because all of the Jewish souls are divided up among the leaders of Klal Yisrael. Each leader is like the trunk of a tree, and the Nishamais that are under his authority are like the branches and the leaves and extensions of the tree. As Rabbi Nezal explains in the beginning of the chapter on the Kudemran. And this is why the Pasuk continues there. That the Moshe Rabbeinu, the Tzadik, does the Tzidkas Hashem, the righteousness of Hashem, and justice for Klal Yisrael. Tzidkas Hashem... The tzaddik does this work, the tzidkas Hashem, meaning, the tzaddik is the one who tries to show how everyone in the world is tzaddik, to be matzdik everyone, to, to judge everyone the kavzchus, just like Hashem does that. Hashem performs tzdaka and chesed with us and always judges us because as we learned previously Hashem is the mokoim of the world and Hashem knows and understands everybody's place where they're coming from, and how that affects us. So too the tzaddik, who attaches himself to the roots of all the neshamos, who he also does, performs this righteousness of Hashem, he also tries to justify and try to judge everybody like Hashem does. <clears throat> this tzaddik is qualified to make Rosh Hashanah, meaning to judge the entire nation. Because he also knows how to judge everybody because the tzaddik is also part of this the place of the entire world. We know that the word Moshe, my Rabbi Rav Rosenfeld mentioned this once, the name Moshe, Mem is 40, Shin is 300. 40 times 300 is 12,000. Hey is five, 12,000 times five is 60,000. And the Gemara tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was 10 Amois tall. 60,000 times 10 is 600,000. To show that the tzaddik is a composite of all the neshamas of Klal Yisrael. In our context, based on that Torah and the tzaddik grabs on to the Kisei HaKoroi, which means he grabs on to, he attaches himself to the Shoroshei Neshamos Yisrael, to the origin of where all of Klal Yisrael originates from. Now note, this concept of, of, of the judging of the Kasus and everything during judgment, in Shemayin Esrei, we make the bracha, Borach Hashem, Melech Oyev Tzedaka U Mishpat. In that pasuk, which speaks about Mishpat, Hashiva Shoifteinu Kavari Shaina, etc., etc., the end is Hashem is Oyev Tzedaka U Mishpat. That even though Hashem loves Mishpat, 
Hashem likes to play fair, and Hashem has to play fair for the sake of Bechira, but there's also this Tzedakah, which comes first. Question, an important question in the, in the chat. This concept of finding our place and finding where our beginning is in our tshuva process or even in our daily avodah. How do I get started? Does this only happen at the kever of a tzaddik who's on the madrig of Moshe Rabbeinu or also at the quorum of lesser tzaddikim also? And, and the answer is, each, each tzaddik, according to his level, affects this tikkun. So it can be affected on a certain level by any ever kever of a tzaddik. But the greater the tzaddik, the more he's able to accomplish this bigger and better. The next paragraph tests Vizehu Tiku Bachoidesh Shoifor, Bakesel Yoim Chagenu, Kihoikli Israel Hu Mishpotaleke Yakoiv. And then after that, the Possek says, Edus Bihiyosef Samoy, that there's testimony to this when Yosef Hatzadik was placed in a leadership position over Egypt. Ramosan is going to show the, the connection between this now. These psukim we say in the Shir Shalyoim tomorrow on Thursday. The Dorsh Rabbi Sainazal, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah about this, Berosh Hashanah Yotzo Yosef Surim. It's on the day of Rosh Hashanah that Yosef HaTzadik was taken out of prison and brought before Paroi. And we know that Yosef HaTzadik played a very important leading role in getting us out of Mitzrayim. As it says, Moshe Rabbeinu took the bones of Yosef HaTzadik with him to serve as the battering ram to get us out of Mitzrayim and to help us get across the Red Sea. We know that all three holidays, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, are remembrances of us going out of Egypt. Pesach is when we left Egypt. Shavuos is when we received the Torah 50 days later, which was one of the main reasons we came out of Egypt. And Sukkot is the Anania Kovite who accompanied us when we left Egypt you know, throughout the time that we were traveling in the desert. Nimzo, Shegam Iker Kedushas HaSholosh Regolen, Nimshach Mebechinas Rosh Hashanah. So that being the case, Yosef HaTzadik played a leading role in getting us out of Mitzrayim. Yosef HaTzadik started his major career as being one of the leaders in taking us out of Mitzrayim on Rosh Hashanah. And the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, are all tied into Yesias Mitzrayim. So therefore, this tells us that the main holiness of these three holidays also is connected to and draws from Rosh Hashanah. That's when Yosef HaTzadik was taken out of prison, which led to the Jewish people being taken out of Egypt. Which, uh, which gave us the great three holidays. Because the whole concept of sanctifying the new moon, which is the tikkun for the defectiveness of the moon, which is what the holidays are dependent on. The holidays are defined by Rosh Chodesh, which is defined by the moon. As it says clearly in Tehillim, Hashem created the moon in order to define our holidays. It's all tied back into Rosh Hashanah, Shehu B'Rosh Chodesh which is the one major holiday that takes place on Rosh Chodesh. 
שאוז אוימרה של איזבורות, יעצמוי הביאו עלי כפורות, כמבור בתורה זויס. אנרש חודש is when the Gemara tells us that Hashem says to the Jewish people, I want you to bring a sacrifice on my behalf, to atone for me, for my, what I did wrong, the fact that Hashem lessened, decreased the light of the moon. As the Pesach says there, we say that on Rosh Chodesh. So on Rosh Chodesh, and on Rosh Hashanah, which is on Rosh Chodesh, that's a day when Hashem himself asks for forgiveness. And therefore, on Rosh Chodesh, and especially on Rosh Hashanah, when we do tshuva, that enables us to bring a, a bring about a forgiveness kaviyochel for Hashem, ki besarusa delesato isar leila, because we have a rule when we do something down here, our actions down here activate a response up in heaven. Komeshikosel, and as the pasuk says in Tehillim, beloikim nase choyel, we are in a position to do powerful things kaviyochel on behalf of Hashem. Because our efforts down here, our avoida down here, is something that's needed by Hashem, and both are dependent on each other. Hashem has created this dependency. Hashem has made himself dependent on us to a degree, in a sense. And therefore, just as Rabbi Nuzal explains over there at the end of that chapter in the Kudiran, that our forgiveness, our ability to start this tshuva process, the 10 days of tshuva on Rosh Hashanah, is due to the fact that Hashem was so kind to us and he established Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Chodesh, which is the one day where Hashem himself is asking for forgiveness. And if Hashem is asking for forgiveness, that's what creates an incredible opening for us to step forward and to ask for forgiveness, to apologize, to do tshuva. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there at the end of chapter one in the second half of Likud Imran, so too, as a result of the tshuva that we do down here on Rosh Hashanah, we participate in bringing about a forgiveness, an atonement, kaviochel for Hashem. Ki ho'ikr tolui b'tshuva seinu. Because everything is dependent on our tshuva. A person would say, there are people that hear this and say, this is Mabish Apikursis, this is Kfira. The Sifrei Kabbalah explain that kaviochel by Hashem, Hashem's name, Yud Kei the letters Yud and Hey are inseparable. Nothing can bring about a separation there. The letters Vav Hey of Hashem's name are dependent on us, Kaviyachal. When we do mitzvahs, that we unite those letters. We, we bring that Hey and connect it to the Vav. That the, the word Tshuva is Tosh of Hey, to return the Hey. Which hay? That last hay of Yud Kevavke. What do you mean return? It got lost? Yes, it got lost. When we do Averois, that last hay, which represents the Malchus, the Shechina, gets separated, detached from Yud Kevav. It, it becomes Nido. Nido is not hay. The hay is wandering. It's wandering. It's disconnected from where it belongs. Tshuva is Toshuv hay. So Kaviochel. What do you mean? Hashem needs us. Hashem doesn't need anybody. It's true. It's true. On a certain level and in a certain respect, Hashem doesn't need anything. 
It's also true, and the Torah makes it perfectly clear that Hashem willingly makes himself dependent on us. Hashem willingly makes us partners in creation. He intentionally created everything incomplete so that we complete it, so that Hashem need, has a partner. We are the partners of Hashem. And Kaviochel Hashem makes part of himself dependent on us, be affected by us. Rav Nosanzal says, now you understand the wording in the Gemara, when the Gemara says that Hashem says, Hashem asks, bring a, an atonement for me. We, the Jewish nation, it's us specifically, we need to bring the kapora for Hashem. Over the fact that Hashem decreased the light of the moon, which is the spiritual cause behind all Averis, all problems, everything. Because everything is dependent on us, the Jewish people. Because as the Gemara says, a person who is in prison usually cannot release themselves. They need outside help to be able to release them. And the Tikkun Ezoyar says that this refers to Hashem. That Hashem is in prison. The Shekhinah is in prison. When we are in exile, the Shekhinah is in Godos. When we are in prison, when we're being held hostage, the, the Shekhinah is being held hostage. And, and the rule is that the hostage cannot free themselves. They need outside help. So the Tikkun Ezra says, Hashem needs our efforts in order to release Hashem from the Shekhinah from its imprisonment. Therefore, as a result of the tshuva that we do on Rosh Hashanah, we bring, uh, we affect an atonement for Hashem. And through this, we fill in, we correct any deficiency in the moon. That's the concept of sanctifying the new month, the new moon. And it's from there, from Rosh from the new moon, that all the holidays are determined. So Rav says, we see here that the whole concept of Kiddush HaChodesh, which is the Tikkun for the defectiveness of the moon, is dependent on, is tied into Rosh Hashanah, which is the, the, the main Rosh Hashanah of the year, in a sense. Question in the chat. Can we please explain what exactly is meant by Pegima Salavana and how our Averis are connected to that? To fully explain this, we need a few thousand years because this is what the whole Torah is really all about. And, and again, especially the Sifrei Kabbalah, the Sifrei Hasidus. <clears throat> what it means is, what it means is, uh, again, we the Torah puts it in terms that we can relate to. The Torah tells us that when Hashem first created the world, the sun and the moon were equal. They're called Shnei Mo'eroi's Hagdoilim. In the next Pasuk, it says that the, the, the large lantern shines during the day, the small lantern shines at night. The sun during the day. So the Gemara explains that they started out equal, and at one point, the moon came with a complaint, cannot have two equal sharing the throne, sharing the crown. Hashem said, <clears throat> okay, then you shrink. You become diminished. Your light becomes decreased. And then the Gemara shows that the moon argued, it's why? Just because I asked a legitimate question, Hashem said, you know what? You're right will give you the stars to compensate. Together with the stars, you're like the sun. But but this, but that, the moon kept coming back. 
until finally Hashem said, you're right, and therefore the Jews are going to submit an apology on my behalf <clears throat> on your birthday, on Rosh Chodesh, the day that the, the new moon is born. This is a Gemara, and this is discussed in many places in the Zohar Kodesh, and in many places throughout the, the Torah, and, and Sifrei Kabbalah, Sifrei Hasidus, a lot written about this. The way Rabbeinu Zal and Rabbeinu Zal explain this, based on the Sifrei Kabbalah, is that the sun in this context represents Kuchibrichu, like we said before, the letters Yud Kevav. The moon represents that last hay of, of, of Yud Kevavke. The sun represents the other nations of the world sometimes. The moon represents the Jewish people who are called Knesset Yisrael. And therefore, every action that we take, positive or negative, affects the moon, affects the, the, the Shekhin, the moon, which is the Shekhinah, which is the Malchus. Every good deed we do, we're told, corrects this Pegimasla, fills in what's lacking from the moon. Every Avera we do, Chasvishon increases or feeds this pigima salavonam. And the Torah promises when Mashiach comes, then the moon will become equal to the sun. We're also told that in this context, the sun represents Chachma or Torah, the moon represents Malchus or Tefillah or Emuna. And again, as a result of Odom Rishon eating from Beit Sadas, as a result of everything, the Shekhinah, the moon, the, the, the Tefillah, the Emuna became smaller. Torah is more popular than Tefillah. Tefillah Torah is Chachma. Everybody likes Chachma. Everybody respects Chachma. Tefillah, the Gemara says, is Dvarim Hoimdim Berumai Shalaylam. It's among the most important things in the world. However, people insult it. They don't show the proper respect for tefillah. They don't realize how special it is because now, as a result of the pegima salavana, the tefillah has become smaller. People don't really, real, some people don't realize and appreciate how important, how special tefillah is. That tefillah can be equal to the sun and it can be even greater. And the whole concept of tefillah and emunah. This is a, a short three-minute course, you know, to respond to this question of what pegima salavana is and how we're connected, how our mitzvahs and averas are related to it. Any other questions, please? Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi. Sure. If, if I understand correctly, and from not only what was said today, but also in the past, Regarding this uh, diminishment of the moon, it is the reason and the source for all Avirot, since we don't see properly because we're lacking the uh, the imuna. So does this mean that we're not fully responsible for making Avirot? Yes and no. On one hand, the Torah wants us to take responsibility, you know, on the other hand, there's a famous, famous thing. I believe it's the, the Rebbe Rebbe Melech. I'm almost sure it's mentioned, I think, in Chaim Aran. It's that said that when we say, Oshamnu, Bogadnu, we sinned. Who's the we? The we is Hashem and me. I couldn't do this sin without you, Hashem. And, and again, it's the Hashem inside of me that participated. So on a certain level, there is this concept of realizing that all of our weaknesses and all the ups and downs that we go through and everything are all connected to that pigima salavana. It's all connected to what happened in the beginning. It's true. Any other questions? Vialkain, Rabnusal continues, Vialkain, Kol Yitzias Mitzrayim, Shehi Bechinas Kedushas Hasholish Regolim, Bechinas Kiddish Hachoidish, Bechinas Hachoidish Hazel Ochem Roish Chodoshin, Shehi Mitzvah Rishonish and Itzava Moshe Beis Yitzias Mitzrayim, 
Therefore, based on what we just learned, the whole concept of the Jews leaving Egypt, which we said the three holidays are based on that, are tied into that. And we said it's all tied into the new moon, the Kiddush HaChodesh. As it says clearly, when the Jews left Egypt, it says, this month for you will be the leader of all months, the month of Nisan. Shehi mitzvah rishayinu shenitztave Moshe beis mitzrayim. And this was the first mitzvah that Hashem gave the Jewish people as a nation upon leaving Mitzrayim. Kol tikkun nimshach mi Rosh Hashanah. says all of this is connected to and draws from Rosh Hashanah. Ki o hainu, what does that mean? Because at the time of Yitzias Mitzrayim, Hashem shined upon the Jewish nation in a hidden form, the, the holiness of Rosh Hashanah, in the merit of Yosef HaTzadik, whose great aliyah took place on Rosh Hashanah on that day when he was taken out of prison. Bechinas, as it says in the Pasuk, remember we started this paragraph with that Pasuk, with, with that chapter in Tilim, which speaks about Tiku Bachoy the Shoifar, blowing the Shoifar on Rosh Hashanah, and then shortly afterwards it says, Eidus Bihi Yosef, that it's all connected, it all goes back to Yosef HaTzadik. Bechinas Eidus Bihi Yosef Samoy, who represents Rosh Hashanah. His birthday into kingdom, into becoming in charge of Egypt and in charge of the world. As the Pasuk says there, Yosef Hu Hashalit. Yosef is the ruler. The beginning of that rulership was on Rosh Hashanah. And this is why the Gemara tells us that one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty in understanding was when Hashem taught him the mitzvah of the new moon, sanctifying the new moon. Machmas shekidush hachodesh hu bechinas milui pegimas halavana. Because this mitzvah of kidush hachodesh is one of the main mitzvahs through which we fill in the defect, the defect, the deficiency in the moon. And that's the foundation, the roots of tshuva. That Hashem says, please bring an atonement for me. And as we learned in the previous year, the beginning, the starting of tshuva is very difficult. Anytime a person wants to start something new, the Gemara says, Kol is koshais. all beginnings are difficult. But especially the beginning of tshuva, where do I start? How do I get started? That's very difficult. This is why the Gemara tells us that this was one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu struggled, he couldn't understand. Until Hashem revealed to him completely the secret of, of the, the new moon. Which is the, the source and the, the beginning of Tshuva. Which really begins from Rosh Hashanah. Which is when Yosef Hatzadeh came out of prison. That's what helped us really get out of Mitzrayim, the coffin of Yosef Hatzadeh. That was the nuclear weapon. That was what Moshe Rabbeinu knew he needed in order to succeed in taking the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Shehi Bechinas Kiddush HaChodesh. And leaving Egypt is tied into this mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, which was the first mitzvah we were given upon leaving Mitzrayim, Bechinas Kiddush HaSholosh Regolim, which is the basis for the holiness of the three holidays. Question in the chat. Are women also conceptually related to the moon? The answer is definitely yes. 
I, I've mentioned in the past that in the Zohar Kodesh it says that when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal was marrying off his son, Rabbi Elazar, to the daughter of Rabbi Yossi ben Lakunya <clears throat> at the age of 13, which was when they got married in those days, like Rabbi Nazal, like Rabbi Nasanzal, the Rabbi Yossi said to his daughter, Lechi umati esatzmech, go and, and make yourself small to your heart. He used that same terminology, the same response that Hashem gave to the moon. When Hashem said to the moon, you go and shrink, Rabbi Yossi said to his daughter, who was getting married at the time, you go and become the moon to your husband, Rabbi Elazar. Now, remember, we said from the Zohar Kodesh that a woman, a woman, the Shekhinah, has three positions. It can be below the man. The Shekhinah can be below Kuchibarichu. That's the, the, the term, Vehu Yim Bach. The Pasuk says, man will rule, Hashem said to Chava, Adam will rule over you, meaning she is below, the woman is beneath, the husband is on top. There are other times where the woman becomes side by side with the man. And then the Zohar Kodesh says that a woman has the ability, a woman, the Shekhinah, the Malchus, has the ability to go up above the man, above Zerantin, where the Pesach says, Eishes Chayil Ateres Bala. The woman of valor is the crown on her husband's head. The crown is above, above. So the, the Shekhinah, the Malchus, the woman, takes on different positions at different times. Rav Nosenthal says, now you'll understand something interesting. Why all the, a major, major discussion in the Gemara about sanctifying the new moon, about Kiddush HaChodesh and everything related to it, appears in Mesech Rosh Hashanah. Because the whole essence of this mitzvah of sanctifying the new moon is based on Rosh Hashanah, which Hashem established the holiday of Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Chodesh, Shehu Chesed Godel Ve'Elyon Ma'od, and Rabbi Nizal says there on the Kutimran, this is an incredible, incredible favor, an act of kindness that Hashem did for us in establishing Judgment Day Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Chodesh, when Hashem is coming to apologize, when Hashem is doing Tshuva Kaviyachol. I mentioned this in the past when two people get into a major fight. And one of them behaves much, much worse than the other. Anybody would say that they did much worse things and said much worse things than the other one. Very often, the one that did these terrible, terrible things has difficulty apologizing, if they're honest, in a sense, because they realize that, that what they did was so super terrible, terrible, terrible. So sometimes the other person who didn't who didn't do anything wrong, or if they did, it was minor, minor, minor compared to what this one did, wants to make it easier for the other person to apologize. What do they do? The one who did the little thing wrong goes to the one who did the major things wrong and says, you know, I thought about what happened between us, and I realized that I was wrong. I made a mistake. I did I, I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have done that. When the other one hears that. If, if they're honest and they hear that this person is apologizing for this baby mistake, that they, the little thing they did wrong, then for sure, for sure, I need to apologize. And I can apologize for what I did wrong. That's what's going on here, between Hashem and the Jewish people on Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Chodesh. On Rosh Hashanah, which Hashem established on Rosh Chodesh. And now Rav Nosan Zal says 
Now you'll understand also why if you look in the Chumash, if you look in the Torah, when the Jews came out of Egypt, which holiday were they observing? They were observing Rosh Hashanah, meaning they were screaming Tashem, like people in the shuls scream on Rosh Hashanah. It was the Tzaokos and Zaokos that Rosh Hashanah is famous for. We scream to Hashem. And Hashem saw our suffering. There's another passage that says, that the Jewish people were sighing, Anocha, Oi, Oi, that avoider of Rosh Hashanah, and they were screaming, and their cries went up to Hashem. One of the main forces that helped the Jewish people get out of Mitzrayim was the, the Bechina, the aspect of Rosh Hashanah. Where the main theme, the main mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah is the sounds, the sounds of the shofar, the sounds of people davening louder than they daven a whole year, more singing than the whole year. As we say, we're calling out Hashem from the deep depths of our heart. The sound of the shoifar. We know that before the Baltokeah starts blowing on Rosh Hashanah, he says a few psukim. And the first psuk is, Hashem, I'm calling out to you from my meitzah, from my constriction, like the Jews did when they left Egypt and, and they got to the Red Sea and Paroi was screaming, chasing after them. Because one of the main components of helping us get out of Mitzrayim was Yosef HaTzadik, who got out of his prison on Rosh Hashanah. Because Yosef Hatzadi got out on Rosh Hashanah, how? Through his screaming to Hashem. As it says in that chapter of Tehillim, chapter 81, that we're speaking about in this whole paragraph, where it says, Tiku and Edus Yosef, it says there, you cried out when you were in your constriction, when you were in your prison, and I rescued you, I saved you. This goes back to what we just said before. It's not coincidence that we're learning this now at a time that Eretz Yisrael, Kal Yisrael is going through this horrific situation that there are Jews uh, my, my grandson made a cheshman today and said that of the 240-something hostages being held now by Hamas, Yemach Shalom V'Zichron, of 179, I think, are Jews, are definitely Jews. The Jews are being held hostage, and there's a discussion about how to release them, how they get out. Halavai, the fact that we're learning this now, we're learning about Yitzias Mitzrayim, we're learning about Yosef HaTzadik, who was imprisoned in Egypt by these same Egyptians, these same Arabs being taken out. Hashem should release all the Jewish hostages everywhere that are being held everywhere hostage. And the entire Jewish nation that's hostages now in this Golis that we're, we're experiencing. Any questions? Reminder, if anybody didn't say Kiddush Levana, many people say Kiddush Levana on Moitzoi Shabbos. And this Moitzoi Shabbos, it was very cloudy. In our shul, there were people who went outside and they did say Kiddush Levana. They were able to catch the moon in between clouds. There are some people, according to the Arizal and Sifrei Kabbalah, that try to wait seven full days from the Moilet, from when the new moon is born, from when the Moilet is. And Moitzoi Shabbos was not yet seven days, so there were people that didn't do it. I was among them. Reminder that the month is moving along. It's been rainy and cloudy. Hopefully, if anyone didn't say it yet, try tonight to make sure to say Kiddush Levana. Set a reminder for yourself to say Kiddush Levana.
פרגרף יוד, והנה בראש השונה כל עסקנו לבנויס ולסכן בחינס מלכוס, כמבור בכוונס. ואריזל גוז אינטו אפרי ביוטיפול אלאבריט אקספלניישן, אין פריאץ חיים, אין ראש השונה אקספלניינג, שואינג דאט אור מיין אבוידה, אור מיין פוקוס אין ראש השונה, איז בילדינג אפ אין ריפיירינג דה מלכוס. היינו כי עוז אויסקן להלויס או לסכנס התפילה שהיא דבר השם לגואלו ולבדויסה מן הגולוס כמבורה בהתוירנל. Another word for מלכוס is תפילה. Remember דוד המלך says ואני תפילה. I am תפילה. And, and, on, Rosh, and on Rosh Hashanah we are involved in building up and repairing the תפילה. which Rabbein Azal says in chapter 1 in Likud Imran, oh, in the Sednev, that tefillah is the Devar Hashem, and we're involved in redeeming the tefillah, and taking it out of exile. Taking the Shekhin out of exile means taking the tefillah out of exile, like we said before. And that's how we draw upon ourselves the holiness of Rosh Hashanah, שהיא בחינס על תודנס חברך עד שתגיע למגוימוי. ראש השנה is judgment day, and the Torah tells us about judging, don't judge anybody until you're in that person's place, until you're in that person's position. שזה זויכן על ידי תפילה בשלימוס. And Rabbeinu Zal shows there in Likut Imran that a person can be זויכן to connect to this מקוימוי שלולם through perfection of tefillah, when a person reaches the highest level of tefillah, when their tefillah is dvar Hashem, that's what enables a person to attach themselves to the roots of all the Jewish souls, which is the kisei akovoid, which is the place of the entire world. That's the origin of where all the souls of the entire world originate from. And when a person connects to the kisei akovoid, which is where Hashem judges from, then the person will judge like Hashem. They'll judge everybody favorably. This is what the holiness of Rosh Hashanah is really all about. As Rabbi Nezal explains this very, very clearly towards the end of that chapter on Likud Imran, Ayin Shom, study it. And all of this is accomplished and dependent on the true tzaddik. Because this true tzaddik, who already succeeded in destroying all of the three desires that we spoke about in the previous year, that Rabbi Nezal speaks about in the beginning of that chapter in Likut Imran, Taivas Momoin, Taivas Niuf, and Taivas Achila. And as a result of overcoming those taivas and following all the procedures that are described in that chapter in Likut Imran, the tzaddik was zeichet to all of those tikkunim, ad shezoho sheyesh loy koyach lasis roshishona, to the point where Rabbein Azal says at the end of that chapter, that tzaddik is qualified to make roshishona. Who mamshicholeinu, That tzaddik draws upon us every single Jew that's close to the tzaddik, that connects to the tzaddik, the holiness of Rosh Hashanah. What does that mean? The tzaddik judges all of us l'kavzchus, and by judging us l'kavzchus, He moves us into the side of Schus, as Rabbi Nezal shows there. To the point where each and every one of us feels a desire for tshuva, has thoughts, genuine thoughts of tshuva. And we start crying out to Hashem from the depths of our heart. 
ומשום מסחיל לכנוס בדרכי התשובה. And that's how a person starts really entering into the path of tshuva, to draw upon ourselves all of the tikkunim that are described in that chapter in Likud Yamran, to the point where we also are able to grab onto the kisiyakovoy, the shoroshay nishamoyz, and to participate in this, in making Rosh Hashanah. Any questions, please? No, sir, we have a question in the chat, please. How is being able to judge everyone of Kavsfus related to conquering the three Taivas? We said that one led it directly to, directly to the other. I, I, I didn't say directly. If you look in that chapter on Mikut Imran, towards the beginning, that, that chapter on Mikut Imran lists about 10 steps. Step number one there is to achieve rulership over the angels. Step number two is, just a moment, I'm not positive this moment. We can look into Likud Imran to see the sure. What step chapter? Step chapter one in the second half of Likud Imran. Step number two or three is overcoming those three taivas. And, and then through that, a person is zoiche to, to, to the proper type of tefillah. That leads to a shefa of nevuah. There's a whole procedure. And then one of the final steps is that through this, that person will be able to judge everybody favorably. That person will be so to judge. So there's a whole procedure that's defined there. And every step, Rabbein Azal connects beautifully to the step after it, the step next to it, and then makes connections between all of them. It's, it's a whole procedure. You'd have to see, Rav Nosnazal says, you have to look through the Quran to get all the connections, to follow all the connections perfectly. But it, it's all there. Anyone else, please? Yes, Rabbi, I have a question. We see that at times, even Rabbeinu had some, uh, if we can say, harsh judgments on certain individual. I can't think of a proper uh, a scenario, but I think maybe Moshe Henkes was perhaps one example. And so, how, how do we how do we say that Rabin was the master of Azamra, and yet sometimes we see that he had Gvura as well and did not do that? Very important question because this is a rule that we need to know about all of Rabin Asasvan. That when Rabin Asal uses the word Hakoil, everyone. The, the exception proves the rule. It doesn't mean that there are no exceptions. And this is throughout Likud Imran, throughout Likud Alakas, and in many Sforim. When it says everyone or everything, it doesn't necessarily mean literally 100%. It means a lot, a lot, a lot, that kind of thing. There are exceptions to the rule. Koirach, <clears throat> Moish Rabbeinu did not judge Koirach favorably <clears throat> in the end. He said, Hashem, bury him, bury him alive. <clears throat> And, and a nuclear fire that came out against Koirach, Dosan Vavira, the 250 great rabbis, all of them were wiped out. There are exceptions. However, listen to this. Even Koirach, the Arizal reveals that in the end, in the very end, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be the one to make a tikkun for Koirach. The words tzaddik katomor yifrach. There's going to come a time when the tzaddik will blossom forth like a palm tree. The last letters there spell the word koirach. And the Arizal says the tzaddik there is Moshe Rabbeinu. I believe the Arizal says that the first letters there, tzaddik chof yura bigematria 120. That after 120, after Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, he's going to be involved in the tikkun for koirach. Bilam, who we're told super, super, super Russia, the worst of the worst, we're told in the end that Bilam made, said one statement of Usehiya Harisi Kamoy, let my end be with the Jewish people. Again, he died 
Pinchas killed him, but we're told that he came back begilgal as novel. So there's, there's a big, big picture. There's a big picture. And, and sometimes in the little picture, we see in the story with that you mentioned, Rabbi Moshe Chinkis, Rabbi Nezal didn't, uh, didn't Rabbi Nezal, he was alive after Rabbi Nezal passed away. And Rabbi Nezal had hinted to Rabbi Nezal that the reason he doesn't have children, <clears throat> Moshe Chinkis thought it was because of him. It's not him, it's his wife. If he gets divorced, and remarries, he's going to have children. And Rav Nassim is the one who, who told this to Moshe Chinkas and helped him. And, and then Moshe Chinkas turned and became an enemy to Rav Nassim And the daughter that was born, the daughter that was born as a result of Rav Nassim pleading with Moshe Chinkas, giving him the advice to get divorced, even though he had to make a divorce settlement of maybe millions, that he was very wealthy. And he had to give his wife half of everything else. Rav said, do it, 100%. <clears throat> and in the end, the Moshe Chinkis and his daughter turned against Rav Nassim during the Machlekes, etc., etc. And, and we see in the Yemei Atlois, we see that some of the people that went against Rav Nassim had very, very bitter endings. The Savrana Rebbe, who, who, for what he did, died a horrible death, and, and another person, all kinds of stuff. So there are exceptions. There are rare exceptions. But again, 99.9% of the time that Sadiq judges Latavstos, he does everything he can to help, you know, to help. Beautiful. And what about for us? What does it mean? Do, do we stick to what Rabenu said in the Pshat of Azamra, which is even a Rashagamu, we see somebody completely wicked, we have to judge positive. We have to judge and find an equitative to or there are some exception to the rule for is for us as well. The the answer is what 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 we just said that there could be exceptions. We follow the three rule. Ever the most questions everybody asks me. What what what? How will I know? Three steps. You have to learn a lot. You have to daven to Hashem, plead with Hashem. Help me understand the Torah properly. Help me know exactly when and how to apply it. And you have to come close to the tzaddik. You have to watch tzaddikim or students of tzaddikim, how they conduct themselves. I, I mentioned I once had a story with a, a, a neighbor of mine. This is when, before I got married as a teenager, when I came close to Rav Rosenfeld, and I started bringing him to the shir, to our shir, and he liked it. And then at one point, he made an insulting remark to me. <clears throat> and I mentioned it to Rav Rosenfeld. And Rav Rosenfeld said, don't bring him again. Now, those three words, don't bring him again, were a, a hydrogen bomb, as far as I'm concerned. Because that person never came again. That person never came close to Breslov. That person ended up getting married and divorced and went through a lot of, lot of hardships and his life might have turned out very differently if he would have come again, you know. But, but so that there are times when a tzaddik, a Talmud Chacham, knows that a person crossed a certain red line where the, the, the response has to be to push the person away. It doesn't mean that the person can't come back, but sometimes the person needs, you know, a, a, a very, very powerful Rejection, rejection. We should be Perfect. Zuchat. Thank you, Rabbi. We should be zuchat to absorb what we're learning and to know how to apply it properly. <clears throat> be zuchat to see the final completion of all tikkunim with the coming of Moshiach. <clears throat> Tomorrow night is the yard site of Rav Rosenfeld. Reminder, those who could attend, those who could participate in any way, we will have the shear tomorrow, Thursday, <clears throat> Friday morning. We'll, we'll let you know. Friday morning, I'm not sure exactly what's going to be it. We, we hope to go to Harazesen right after Vasikin at about 7 a.m. to leave the shul. Maybe we'll be able to have the shear at 8.30 or something like that. We'll, we'll let you know tomorrow, musician. All the best. That's you, maybe someone, someone could put together a contrast of... Of Rav Rosenfeld, and then you could start a safer based yeah, on what, what we 
Yeah. The book that came out, the legacy number one of fantastic the, the, books. The Minhagim. Yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, his shirim on Sichai Saran. That's what I'm referring to. Maybe like a written copy. There's there's a few volumes that have come out, and there are more volumes that are uh, in the process right now. That's right, Hashem. All the best. There's something called Gems of Rabbi Nachman. If you'll be at the Yorzai, if you'll be at the Sudath tomorrow night, the one who's behind it, putting an incredible amount of work, Bobby Rosenberg, Gems of Rabbi Nachman, selected clips of Rav Rosenfeld's shiurim, which are which are halacha very good, is in process now. It's it's being prepared for being published. It's a sham. A wonderful day to everyone. All the best.